Hi, I'm Rebecca Lair. I'm Amy Choi, and we are the Mashup Americans. Rebecca, I'd like to take a moment today for Prince. Oh, Prince, Prince! Our gender-bending, genre-crossing, dance-inspiring, high-heel-wearing hero. You inspired us to be ourselves always, so thank you. Thank you, Prince. Nothing will ever compare to you. We are going to have dance parties in his honor every single day from now until forever. Forever. And speaking of dance parties, I want to have a dance party right now because, Rebecca, this is the 15th episode of our podcast. 15! It's our quinceanera! <laughs> it's our quinceanera. What are you wearing? I'm wearing a big dress. Um, I'm going to have lots of people wearing matching outfits. I'm deciding on the color scheme still. Um, but uh, we're going to take a lot of photos together, so get pumped. I'm going to get you a corsage. It's going to be great. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, well, so in 15 episodes, we've had some pretty rad people come on our show, uh, like Margaret Cho. Padma Lakshmi. Ami Natuso. Alan Yang. Um, Ilan Stevans, the world's expert in Spanglish. Kasha Britz, our favorite population geneticist. Oh, our our absolute favorite population geneticist. I mean, geneticist. I know a lot of them. So, like, <laughs> definitely our favorite one. And we've had some really kind of unforgettable conversations. But there are just some little things we've been holding back from you. Well, we've been asking all of our guests on the show the mashup speed round of questions. Like, what's your comfort food? Rice and beans with a lot of salt and lime all over them. What, you know, where do you feel most at home, Amy? Uh, Hawaii, where everybody is Asian and everybody speaks perfect English. And so, you know, these are the kinds of things we want to know about all mashups. And so now, here we bring you... That's what I call Speed Round 2016! So what's always in your fridge? Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> whole milk. Just drinks, no food. All I ever do is get Postmates. <laughs> There's like always a ton of like like tropical fruits. Like I love having mango or pawpaw in my fridge, and uh, yeah, you know, also like too much wine. Always French girl through and through. In my refri, I always have um, some mole and salsa and some tortillas mm. uh, but I also have a uh, herring ginger Indian pickles um, kimchi now um, all kinds of condiments from various corners of the globe uh, yogurt plain and uh, everything I mean anything under the sun my 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 kitchen and my fridge is a wonderland <laughs> <laughs> what do you spend money on that your parents never would so much. <laughs> like I have to take the I have to remember to take the price tags off things because if I give my mother a nice gift, she's always shocked by how much things cost in 2016. I come from Mexico where the idea of giving money away or investing money in an in in worthy causes wasn't part of the landscape. Uh, and so I do a lot of uh, of that, and I am proud of it. And probably everything. You know, <laughs> This is the thing that I, I talk to a lot about, uh, like, you know, a ton of immigrant friends about 
we're at this weird level where for a lot of us at least like we make more money than our parents like ever did combined right and it's like when I think about like my dad like sending three of his kids to school on the little money that he made that kind of blows my mind a little and so for me it's like I I always go on like a ton of trips I travel so much for for pleasure and I feel like my parents never got to do that um and also like my dad like weirdly not into super cultural events I remember like one time taking him to the movies and he was like oh I should do this more the cinema is great but that's never a thing he would spend money on himself for Mm. you know and like man what did we go see some like weird Will Smith movie and he was so impressed he was like oh I should do this more (laughs) yes dad you should you really you should what is your comfort food my comfort food is when I can mix American food and Mexican Jewish food. For instance, on Hanukkah, we eat latkes with mole mm. and, uh, and applesauce. And I love that mix. If I am very, 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 very homesick, I will try to locate an African market and all I want to make is this, um, like the peanut stew from Guinea and rice. Like that's all I want to eat. And it's always a production because... There's so many ingredients that you have to hunt down. I like instant Jaja Man. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Of course I do. But I don't like regular Jaja. I like the instant one, which is horrifying. Legit chicken and sausage gumbo, not this garbage that they sell around here. Um, I went to college out on Long Island, and the cafeteria was run by, I think, one of these Marriott Food Service corporations, and they served something called gumbo. And it had beans in it and corn and tomatoes and I would basically I was like I thought I was like Martin Luther with my 99 theses I just <laughs> took comment cards and stapled them together and wrote this diatribe and this was before computers so it was like handwritten and would put it up on the comment board and you know that kind of got me into the my Ed Anger sort of uh, <laughs> mode of writing. My comfort food is kitchity and it is a rice and lentil porridge that you know looks like a thicker congee even when i'm really skinny i have an asian rice gut because i can't <laughs> i can't i can't go for more than 2 days without um without rice i can't well, go why more would? than 2 meals no me neither yeah. and i'm not asian <laughs> my, tra- my trainer years ago um tried to put me on the atkins diet nope. and it just I don't know, after about, I would say, three or four hours, I got really, really cranky. <laughs> and so I, I can't. I, can't. I also have a theory that you eat what you're designed to eat, and you just also look more beautiful. I totally <laughs> agree. It's just proportion. You feel better. Yeah. It's portion control. I totally agree with you. What did you call your grandmother? Grandma. In Fulani, they're called Nene. I call her Bobby. But also, I guess... Um, because we, like, spoke French. Like, we always called my dad's mom, like, Mimi. My two Bobes and my two Zetas. I guess I say Ama, which is a Chinese name for her. But it's this is kind of in the show, too. It's like, she doesn't speak English, and I don't speak Chinese. So uh, when we have phone calls, it is just her talking and me going, uh-huh, uh, right, <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> putting mom back on. And... You know, she's very active on Facebook now. So, That's but wait, she, your grandma, yeah. Emma is? So she only posts uh, in Chinese. So I generally have to take a photo and send it to my mom and say, what did grandma post on this thing? And I sent, she had posted some trail. I posted a, 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 like a promotional trailer for season two. It's like, ah, it's coming out whenever. And 
my grandma had posted about it. It had some Chinese characters or something. And I sent it to my mom. Said, "What did this say?" Because I was like, "Oh, maybe it's maybe she's proud, or maybe it has some." Oh, and then <laughs> my mom said she wrote, uh, "Alan went to Harvard and majored in biology, but he didn't want to do that, so he's doing this." <laughs> No comment on whether it was good or bad. Just a fact. Just a fact. What is your Bubba Misa, which is a an old wives' tale? So um, I don't know if you know about Korean fan death. Yeah, well, yeah, Korean. I was just gonna say Korean fan death is real, and you do not put a fan on you when you're going to sleep because you will just never wake up. And this is a real fear. This is like hugely controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Korean community because people are saying no that's bullshit <laughs> I know it's bullshit I don't care it's true one of them is that uh, if your shoe is upside down or like turned the wrong way like something bad will happen to you and that's the thing that like keeps me awake at night like I just I always put my shoes like the right way wait and Kim what's the right way the... what's the right way so it just means I don't know it's like basically if your shoe is upside down or just like you know like yeah. when you just like come toppled home and over. kick your shoes yeah. off or whatever yeah if they're toppled over this is like bad 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 <laughs> um, she told me about the time she witnessed a beheading right before Mao came in and how when the head is severed from the body there's still nerves in the head so it the tongue still moves and the mouth opens and closes after the behead the, the dude are, are we sure that that's not true? Um, <laughs> my grandma would tell me these stories when I was like five, by the way. It's like, Grandma, tell me a fun story. So. Chinese grandmas are for real. Yeah, they don't hold back. Uh-uh. Yeah, they've seen some shit. That's why. What dating advice did you get from your mom? Oh, Patty, just be yourself. <laughs> but wear a nice, sexy dress. <laughs> None. They still haven't told me where babies come from. Where do you feel most at home? I think this sounds so dumb, but I, you know, being around funny, smart people, and that goes that that cast a fairly wide net because it includes my family and my friends. Uh, man, that you know, that's that's a really hard and tender question for me because I think that you know I don't have a home traditionally like most people have. Like I never grew up on the same street forever. I don't. So basically, I fail all of those like banking security questions all the time. <laughs> When they're like, "What's the what street did you grow up on? Where's your best friend from?" Uh, so for me, home is mostly like home is always like where I'm at right now. Mm. On Call Your Girlfriend, we always joke with that like home is where the Wi-Fi connects automatically. <laughs> at my home, which is in Greenpoint, and you grew up in what we like to consider like the UN Queens. Mm-hmm. Do you think that how, that like that shaped your? Worldview, like how did that influence your music or how you look at the world? In my neighborhood, there's it's a complete melting pot, you know. All like Indian, Indian kids, like kids from Pakistan, um, black, Hispanic, like every every race. Um, but I think white people were definitely the minority. Um, and I grew up in a, also a very heavily Jewish area, um, so I didn't know that white people couldn't be not be Jewish. <laughs> I feel you, girl. When I was, I, I found out that people, it was crazy, but. Um, <laughs> Wait, tell us about when you found out that white people weren't all Jewish. I was old. I was probably like 10 or 11. And I met this blonde girl. And I, I remember asking her like something about like, so what, so do you go to temple? I just like asked her like, because so, I was so used to it. And she was like, I'm not Jewish. <laughs> she was really offended. How many languages do you speak? Five. Five. Which one do you speak best? 
Italian. I speak like like English and then like a little bit of conversational Mandarin and then a little bit of French, a little bit of Spanish. I speak English very well. Um, I speak Polish fluently with, with a very heavy American accent nowadays, yeah. um, which I am deeply mortified about. Totally. Um, and uh, I speak a decent bit of French. So I speak French. I speak English. I speak Fulani, which is my tribal language. I speak Spanish. Um, and really, I think that's, I think that's, oh, and I speak Hausa, which is a Nigerian language. Hmm. And yeah, like, I, I love that, like, Americans to me always, like, it always makes me laugh when you're like, what languages do you speak? And they always go, I speak a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I'm like, oh, so you can say four words and all of it. <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think that you're allowed to say that you speak a language unless you can order, like, a full meal in them. Uh, is, is that your measure? A, Full meal Which ordering. is like a snobby thing, but you no. know, it's like, it's also, I don't know, for me, it's also just like reclaiming the fact that like, so in Africa, for example, people always harp about like how the literacy rate is so low, which is true, you know, like it's true. It's like my, like my, like my grandmothers, for example, none of them know how to read or write. They speak like nine languages, mm. you know? And I was like, this is, and they like speak them fluently. Yeah. <laughs> And they can navigate around because, yes, because they come from, like, trader areas or whatever. And so for me, there's something really important about, like, you know, saying, like, this is a different form of intelligence and it's something that's really important. How do you mash up? My name is Ilan Stavans. I read Yiddish. I am a very Brit. And I often use English, but I gusta mixing the ganze megile and engage with people at different levels depending on the circumstance and often eh, me gusta romper fronteras o, o desafiar and, eh, and be challenged and challenging with my language. Love that. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. And if you couldn't recognize everyone's voices in the speed round, like Padma Lakshmi telling us how her best language is Italian, check out MashupAmericans.com. We'll have an answer key to our episode there. Truth Italiano. So uh, remember, if you want more mashup stuff, we've got an awesome weekly newsletter and new articles at our website. The Mashup Americans are me, Rebecca Lair. And me, Amy Choi. Our show is produced by American Public Media and Southern California Public Radio, KPCC. We're also supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. Later. Dance party every day. Every day. Every day.